Blog Talk Radio. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. 
let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the crevacious slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. And so that is the speech, I Have a Dream, by Dr. Martin Luther King. And that brings us to the beginning of our show today, chatting with Rabbi Mike. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, ATN. How are you? Fine, thank you, sir. Fine, thank you. And here we are another day, another week, and we're still talking about Martin Luther King. The point is, we can never talk enough about him because he's done so much for us. Tell us what's coming up, please. Certainly. Um, you know, last week uh, we talked about the MLK service that was upcoming on yeah. Friday, and that occurred on Friday evening, and that was at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas, and we had Reverend Odell Cleveland speak in front of a audience of community members and congregants. And, ATN, you were there. Um, why don't you tell me, yes. what, what did you think of Reverend Odell? My goodness. <laughs> I'm laughing because for a moment, the synagogue became a Baptist church. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the point is... Oh, he rocked that he, pulpit. Yes, yes. He spoke to the people. He didn't just... Well, let me rephrase that. He preached to the people emotional levels of of speaking, but at the same time, he got his message across. And he had a little humor, too. He was talking about the differences of the culture. He came to St. Tom's expecting to find American food, and he found some local food, and he wanted to find out what it's all about. <laughs> and right, exactly. He felt, he felt welcome. He felt real welcome, and it came across in his presentation. I was glad to be there, honored to be there. And on top of that, I was honored to see the students who did such a wonderful presentation with their essays. Bright minds we absolutely, have in these young absolutely. students. Yes. Uh, wonderful. That's I it. thought it was incredible. And, um, yes. you know, and I, I, I thought it was uh, a really powerful evening. So that was the first event that we had. Uh, here for honoring MLK, but coming up on Sunday, this Sunday the 22nd, we have yes. the beginning of another great, great event. That that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, that will help okay. honor uh, Dr. King further. Now, this 
upcoming program is not associated with the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas. It is rather associated with the Interfaith Council of the Caribbean in collaboration with AARP Virgin Islands. We are grateful that the AARP Virgin Islands is uh, sponsoring this event and putting the bill for travel and accommodations for our guests here in St. Thomas and in St. Croix. And um, on Sunday the 22nd, January 22nd, in the administrative conference room at the University of the Virgin Islands St. Thomas campus, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., we will have our first event with our guest speakers, Reverend Otis Moss and Andrew Sternberg. And they wow. will both be speaking and then answering questions uh, from, uh, from the audience. And I've been honored to uh, mediate those questions, so I'll be giving the introduction that evening um, since I serve as director of the Interfaith Council. But we're honored sure. to have these, these people here. And I want to tell you and our listeners who these people are. Some people have never heard of these people, and I I want to make sure that they know who they are so they know that they should be there. Yes, please Uh, do. So Reverend Reverend Dr. Otis Moss, Jr., he is a theologian. He's a pastor. He's a civic leader. And um, born in Georgia, um, he he was um, for a very long time uh, a Baptist uh, reverend. He retired in 2008 of 33 years. Um, he's all, he served all in Georgia, um, and um, he served in the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Lockland, Ohio, Ohio. But most importantly, he served as co-pastor with Reverend Martin Luther King Sr. Oh. at the Ebenezer yes. Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Yes. So, you know, obviously serving with uh, MLK Sr., you know, he, he actually had a great deal of, uh, of understanding with, uh, with MLK Jr. Yes. And he, had, he marched with Dr. King and um, has received uh, many, many awards. Uh, he's a life member of the NAACP. Um, he's, show, he's appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Um, he's received... Incredible awards in front of him. He served on President Obama's White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnership Council. Uh-oh. And he co-lectured with uh, Ramokhan Gandhi, the grandson of Mahatma Gandhi. And he's also been okay. to Hong Kong, Brazil, Taiwan, Japan, West Africa, South Africa, Israel, India, Switzerland. He's talked <laughs> all over the world. All over My the world. Goodness. He is coming here to talk to, to us Thomas. here um, in St. Thomas. So we are very excited to have him. And next to him at this meeting will be Andrew Sternberg. Andrew Sternberg uh, was born in 1929 in Hungary. Mm -hmm. And um, on March 19th of 1944, Nazi Germany occupied Hungary. And he was one of those Jews who were sent um, from a cattle wagon, on a cattle wagon, to Auschwitz 
and he wow. was uh, sent to Auschwitz and then sent to another concentration camp called Mundhausen and then Mel yeah, and then yeah. Eben. So these are all concentration mm-hmm. camps. He survived the Holocaust and on April 13th, I'm uh, sorry, May 6th, 1945, he was liberated and returned home. His home was, his house was destroyed. Um, but he has spent his years as a survivor and a messenger to keeping the memory alive, letting yes. people not forget about what occurred in Nazi Germany. And these two men who will speak together about two parts of human history, the Holocaust and slavery and the civil rights movement, not only about the past of what had happened in their lives, we're interested in hearing their stories, obviously, but they'll talk about their understanding of the present and their hope for the future. And uh, we look forward to them um, giving their words, but at the same time, we want to make sure that people come so that they can ask questions of these great men and, and about their lives, about their past, about their, about their ideas, about the future. And it should be a, a very nice, open, understanding place um, where anyone of any religion or race um, should feel welcome to come um, here at the University of the Virgin Islands on St. Thomas. And then the next day, we're flying them over to St. Croix so that she, they can speak to St. Croix and they'll be speaking again 4 to 7 p.m. on Monday the 23rd from the cardiac center adjacent to Juan F. Luis Hospital. So mm-hmm. um, free, by the way. Both of these are free to the public. Um, the, the Interfaith Council of the Caribbean and the AARP Virgin Islands are taking care of everything, including some uh, refreshments and things like that. Um, this is an opportunity for education for our members of the St. Thomas and St. Croix population. We, we're not looking for anything except a chance to educate. Um, so we hope that people will come and, uh, and support it. Let me back up a little bit, please. On the day of uh, St. Croix, St. Croix then on 23rd, is it going to be the same time as in St. Thomas, 4 to 7? It will. It'll be 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, on okay. St. Croix on the 23rd, and uh, I'll be there as well. Um, okay. Uh, you know, representing the Interfaith Council. Um, but we hope that we'll get big groups on both sides, not just from those who are uh, members of the community, but also we hope to see the leaders of the community. We hope to see uh, people from the governor's office, the senators, the congresswomen, um, you know, those sorts of places. We, we want to make sure that those are available. Um, yes. So we will we'll see. Um, so that's really what we're excited about here for um, for this, this weekend coming up. I must say you are doing a lot for this community in, in terms of education, oh, a religious education one on one and a half. <laughs> because you've gone <laughs> beyond the one on one, you did so. a half more. <laughs> You know something, I, I I went online to do a little research with, as I was preparing for this show, and I came across uh, Reverend Moss's website. And I don't recall you saying he was a junior or a senior, but the website says junior. 
I said, well, I knew he was with Martin Luther King. Maybe he's a junior. But wait a minute. As I, um, well, he is a junior. Well, then I got a little confused because there's also a junior who, well, there's also another Moss who must be a son who's a junior. But I see it up there as Otis Moss Jr. Dodd. So I'm assuming that's the father's side, the gentleman who's going to be coming here, the Reverend. So the he Reverend is, is Otis Moss Jr., but he is the son of Otis Moss Sr. Oh, okay, 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 okay. There's a young, yeah. there's a younger man though, must be his son or the grandson of a senior, who also has a website. Got me a little confused. All right, we'll get uh, no that up. Yeah, yeah. We'll person. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's amazing. How would you be able to uh, get all of these individuals? Well, um, honestly, Andrew Sternberg is a resident here on St. Thomas, and he, he tells me the story. He's a part-time resident here. He lives here, Andrew Sternberg. Um, uh-huh. He tells me the story. He came, he came to my office. He was flying here, and he was on, the, he was on a plane flying to St. Thomas. And he was talking to some government official who was sitting next to him on the plane. And he mentioned mm-hmm. this program that he wanted to put on. Uh, you know, he wanted to put on this program with Dr. Moss and for him. And they, they wanted to do this before they uh, got too old to do it. And yes. he, was, he was asking this gentleman, who was a government representative, who uh, we didn't get his name, but he asked this gentleman, he said, you know, how are we going to do this? How can we do this? Who should I contact? And the gentleman on the plane told Mr. Sternberg, you know, forget calling the government, forget calling uh, anybody who you want to call is the rabbi. You want to call Rabbi <laughs> Mike Harvey. Wow. So he said, Rabbi Mike Harvey gets things done. So no pressure or anything. When he came into my office, and said, yes. I heard you get things done. And he asked if he could do it. So I sent out a, a huge blast of anybody who could help. And it was AARP Virgin Islands who answered wow. the call. Amazing. And uh, we were able, therefore, to, uh, to have this uh, put on. And we still need a little bit of help here and there. I mean, we've got, we've got everything set for his event Sunday and Monday, but we're actually we're looking for people who could volunteer to drive him around uh, St. Thomas on that Saturday, the 21st, uh, to mm-hmm. uh, show him, you know, past elements of slavery here or historic things. Sure. Uh, we're looking for those volunteers, sure. so we hope we can find someone there as well. Oh, that'd be great. Fantastic. Now, you see, I'm not the only one who says that you're going above and beyond. You have a reputation <laughs> and might continue what you're doing. You're doing a wonderful job. St. Thomas and Cross St. John, the Virgin Islands, have benefited from what you're doing. I became... Thank you very much. Okay. I became a, a student of yours in a sense because I have, as many times as I've passed synagogue up and down that hill, I've never really mm-hmm. became that involved with someone there other than my neighbors. And... Once or twice in my childhood, I attended synagogue, but I don't recall it. It was that young, and that's how long ago it was. And here I am now actively interacting with the rabbi of the synagogue. So thank you, Michael, for all you're doing for the Virgin Islands. That's wonderful. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, great. Um, Oh, it is. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about um, civil rights or 
what what do you well let's let's stay with the civil rights. Um what what in the nation do you have you can pass on to the audience about civil rights and Jews? How were they involved? Well, you know, Judaism teaches uh respect for the fundamental rights of every person. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the Talmud states what is hateful for to you, do not do to your neighbor. Uh, we yes. all understand that we are created in God's image um, and that you should treat the – in Leviticus it says you should have one law for the stranger and for the citizen, which means you, you treat everybody the same. Um, Good. And so when we, saw, when we see people who are oppressed and um, civilizations that are not honoring these values, we step up. And one of those moments, of course, were – the civil rights movement. Uh, we played oh, a, a significant role in founding and funding um, civil rights organizations. You may not know that American Jews helped fund the NAACP. Really? Yeah, I believe that. I, I remember seeing that somewhere. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Interesting. Oh, did I lose you? Uh-oh, yes, his call dropped. So, folks, sadly, those things happen from time to time. But in the meanwhile, <laughs> we will continue staying here on the line, and hopefully he will call back in. His call did drop. And can't hear anything much about that, but tell you what, let's go ahead and put this back on. I have a dream. Oh, here he comes. Yes, Sorry. Uh. <laughs> we got you back. We got you back. We got you back. No problem. I just explained okay. it to the audience. Okay, go okay. ahead. So my fault. Uh, we, you know, what I was saying was before we had a call failure, failure these things happen, of course, is that uh, the Jews paid a, American Jews played a huge role in funding organizations such like the NAACP, the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating mm-hmm. Committee, um, all wow. of these were helped and funded by American Jews uh, because their, their, um, you know, their struggle was a struggle that we were familiar with and we wanted to help. Exactly. And during the civil rights movement, uh, Jews made up of probably half of the young people who participated in the Mississippi freedom summer in 1964. Yes. Um, uh, Jewish leaders, including leaders of my movement, the Reform Movement, were arrested with Dr. King in St. Augustine, Florida in 1964. And, of course, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, a famous rabbi, marched arm-in-arm with Dr. King in 1965 March on Selma. But as we talked about about in um, our last broadcast, and we'll reiterate it, um, the Religious Action Center for Reform Judaism, which is the po- political arm of the Union for Reform Judaism, uh, yes. was the place where really some incredible legislation uh, and acts were drafted. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, all of these were drafted in our conference room of the Religious Action Center for Reform Judaism, which means that Jews and African-Americans all together supporting civil rights sat together in Uh our conference room and created acts and legislation 
to make sure that we stop discrimination in voting, housing and employment for women, people of color, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender community, disabled community. It just keeps on going. Um, And uh, we continue to keep on going. So we are proud uh, partners in all kinds of civil rights, and we have been for a very, very long time. Now these days, civil rights moves on past African-American to, as I said, LGBT, to, to people with disabilities, to our Muslim friends, to Jewish people, to Hindu people, to people of all races and religions, anyone who is getting their civil liberties taken away or experiencing hate crimes or not having justice, the Jews stand by those leaders. Um, and, um, you know, we are, we're proud to do it. It's amazing. Really amazing. You know, I'm trained as a clinical social worker at the master's degree level. And every once in a while, when it's appropriate, I would uh, bring up a comment. When I'm asked why am I a social worker, I said, well, my mother was one who always helped people. And in, mm-hmm. in my faith, in my, in my Catholic faith, I was taught to continue love and help each other. As a matter of fact, I said, uh, Jesus Christ said that. And as I go a step further, as well, he was the first social worker because he was always taking care of people. And yeah. come to think of it, that's exactly what this Jewish faith is doing. What Christ said from day one, all before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. This cycle goes around and comes around. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Great. Now, the Holocaust, how... I have so much I want to ask you. My mind's running Please, wild. Please, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the Holocaust, but that's going to be addressed later on. But um, one quick question. Mr. Sternberg, did he tell you how he was able to be saved or he escaped the Holocaust? Because, I mean, he was moved around from place to place to place, and it was easy for him to be sucked up with the, with the, with everybody else. How did he manage to survive? He was, you know, he, it's a question of willpower, you know. Um, He was able to do so by keeping hope alive. um, Yes. And, um, you know, and that sort of, um, you know, those sorts of things are what we, you know, we have to do when we are faced with these terrible situations. Is just keep wow. keep hope alive, and and that's what he had to do. He had to survive, you know, do the best he could, um, and he did. He, you know, um, but he's thankfully he was liberated, and since then yes. he's been passing on his message uh, yes. to others, to young people, um, and we are grateful mm. for him to keep on doing that. Well, what what amazes me is. He must have been touched by God to be saved for his purpose here on earth because with everything else going on with the Nazi, Nazis in charge of everything and to yes. have this gentleman escape, being slaughtered, being <clears throat> martyred, um, it's amazing. So we're thankful, we're gra- glad that he's able to come and share his message with us. I'm definitely going to be there. We are. I look forward to, to it. There. Yes. I look forward to it. Yeah. And um, but let's um, let's close out with some more inspiring words, if we can, from Dr. King. Okay, uh, good. But good. Uh, we really are looking forward to everyone being there. 
um, that day on the 22nd, 4 p.m. in St. Thomas. Um, and we hope that people of all kinds will join us um, for this Fantastic. historic event. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, thank so you, Adrian. Okay, sir. thank you. We'll close out with uh, "I Have a Dream." Great. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today.